welcome to the weekend edition of the Nightly Nuge, Ted. You and I have long been predator management warriors. We were involved in the uh, the attempt to delist wolves way back when. We're involved in that now. And um, we've got a guy as a guest today, former NFL player Derek Wolf, who is also a warrior hero, hunter warrior hero. Um, oh, by the way, Ted, before we get with Derek, congratulations. I'm sure you saw this week uh, at a committee 9-0 in Pennsylvania. Uh, of course, Hunter Nation was up there testifying on that opening day issue, and you and I worked tirelessly behind the scenes with some legislators, but I saw that they voted 9-0 to keep the opener uh, Saturday. Yeah, the most obvious day for maximizing family hours of recreation in the great Keystone State, the traditional deer hunting state of Pennsylvania, is never the Monday. It, it was always the Monday after Thanksgiving. And after your Thanksgiving family break, everybody goes back to work and school on Monday. So now it's the opening day is the Saturday of the Thanksgiving break, which you watch. There will be more retention for the great conservation families of Pennsylvania. And a big thanks to uh, Senator Dan Laughlin. I think it's Senator Congressman Dan Laughlin. And everybody who stood up to get an opening day for the deer season in Pennsylvania that optimizes family hours of recreation and the continuing celebration of conservation. I got to tell you, I first got a hold of Derek Wolf. I called uh, Tucker Carlson because I saw Derek celebrating his mountain lion kill in Colorado for all the perfect, right, conservation, right. wise use reasons. And I said, Tucker, get my phone number to Derek Wolf and have him call me because Bringing this truth about conservation and the importance, the essentiality of killing mountain yes. lions and wolves and bears and antelope and moose and caribou and deer and elk. It's, it's absolutely mandatory. You have to reduce the numbers each year because they're going to continue to repopulate. But the habitat does not expand. And these words have never been mentioned in a school in America. It's Conservation 101. So, Derek, welcome back to the Nightly News Spirit Campfire. But tell us, first of all, I saluted you when I when we talked. That when Derek was on Tucker Carlson, he brought the truth to many, many millions of people that killing mountain lions is perfect. Saving wildlife populations is perfect to saving the pets, saving the people, reducing the mountain lion damage to agriculture and, 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 and livestock. Literally perfect. But also I mentioned to Derek that even if that that mountain lion hadn't killed pets, even if it hadn't killed people's llamas and alpacas and cats and dogs, that we have to kill mountain lions every year. And the most important point, if I do my, myself, there are more mountain lions in North America today than ever in recorded history. Derek, a big salute to how perfectly you articulated that to tens of millions of people on Fox News with Tucker Carlson. Thank you for that. Tell us the story, oh, Derek. Tell, that, us, yeah, tell us was, what went on. Tell us the story it, about the mountain. All right. Lion. All right. Yes. Yeah, so, it's funny because, uh, you know, originally people were like, oh, they must have put up the bat signal and, and the wolf came to, to handle the lion. Right. But it was that's not what it was. I mean, it's a good friend of mine who, um, you know, we hunt together often. And, and he uh, he called me, he said, hey, you want to come, you know, try to cut some tracks on a, on a mountain lion? I said, absolutely. You know, would love to. Of course. Um, and he's like, I know right. of an area where there's some big there's some big lions. Uh, we'll go check it out, see if we can cut some tracks. I said, all right, let's do it. So I drove up there and it was only like an hour outside the city. It's not far. Um, so I get up there, uh, right at first light, we find, we find the tracks. We find some big tracks. 
Uh, we found a couple of small ones on the way over there, but we found the ones, the kind of tracks we were looking for, right? Cause you want to take the, when it comes to conser- conservation with these, uh, with these lines, you want big mature toms. That's what you want to take, right? Cause they're the ones that are going to kill kittens and they're the ones that are going to get a little bit older and they're going to start coming after dogs and pets and people because they want easy meals because they can't take down a full, a full grown mule deer or elk anymore, uh, which they will do one a week. One big Tom will do a, a full grown mule deer or um, elk once a week. Yep. So, so I, I mean, if you love mule deer and elk hunting, then this is part of it. You have to do your part, right? You have to control this population as well. Right. So anyways, we get on the tracks and it goes right up through uh, private land. And I'm, and you can see that he goes up and comes back, goes up, it comes back. And I look under this tree and he's got a full grown four by four mule deer steaming underneath this tree. Still he had eaten, he just devoured half of it, you know? And I was like, Oh wow, this is wild. This is going to be amazing. I like, we got to get a hold of this landowner so we can cut the tracks through his property. Uh, then we, so we walk up to this guy's property and those tracks from that line lead right up under his porch. And you could see where he'd been le- living under this guy's porch. And I was like, man, that's a, these paws were, I mean. And let me, inter- from- let me interject here a minute because everybody goes, well, the mountain lions do a job of just killing off the weak and the crippled. No, they don't. They kill the first one that goes by. In fact, the yeah. majority of lion kills and the majority of bear kills are big, mature trophy animals. It's a bit they, because those big mature trophy animals are, mm-hmm. are a little bit more predictive in that wild wilderness area. But it's important to note that it's a lie that they only take down the weak and the sick. That's not true. Yeah, that's not true. They don't they kill indiscriminately. Yep. Those lines right. do not care. So what'd you do so, after so, you saw it? So we went up there, knocked on the door. No answer. Right. We're like, OK, so uh, we go back to the truck and just call the neighbors, just start pulling up phone numbers, trying to get a hold of neighbors so we can uh you know, try to get hold of this landowner. Cause it's like a dude ranch that we needed to go through. So we talked to a couple of neighbors and they started telling us stories about, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of lions over here and they're just like killing dogs. And they're, um, you know, we, we don't really come out at night cause we're afraid that we're going to get attacked by a cat. Cause they kind of hang out on our porches and look in our windows and like, yeah, you want a full grown mountain lion staring through your window. You're going to, no. you think you're going to go outside? No, no, thanks. And the other thing is, is people are, you know, people's defense, their, their argument is, well, why don't you call CPW, Colorado Parks and Wildlife, and have them come out there and relocate the cat? <laughs> okay, show me where that's worked. They tried that up in Boulder County. Took one out of Boulder County, moved it over to the Netherl- Netherlands. In 30 days, that cat killed 15 dogs. And then they had to kill it. So wow. it was like, okay, you could have just gotten the job done right away. It's not like these things are endangered. We're not talking about some endangered species. They're thriving here in Colorado. Well, I'm in North America in general. I've, I've been known to relocate mountain lions into my freezer, and they uh, exactly if they're within fifty yards of me. But go ahead. Exactly, we relocated him. All right, you know, we took care of him. But anyways, so we're talking. To, so finally, we're just like, oh, we've been, for two hours we were trying to get a hold of this guy, um, and then finally we decided, all right, well, let's just drive down here and and see if maybe somebody comes out. We drive down. Here's this guy standing out on this in his driveway and he's like waving at us, you know, he's trying to wave us down. We jump out of the truck. He's like, you guys lion hunters. And we're like, yeah. He's like, you see these tracks? And we're like, we're like, Oh yeah. And he's like, he's got a full grown mule deer right here. He's like, no way. He's like, I heard you guys come up onto my porch, but I thought there was a lion on the porch. So I didn't want to, co- I didn't want to come to the door. <laughs> so he thought it was the lion walking around on his porch. He's, and, and that lion had been walking around on his porch, obviously living under it. And he's like, my dogs and cats are freaked out. Won't come outside. He's like, uh, I mean, we we're like, you mind if we go through your property? He's like, yes, please. You know, he was like yeah. welcomed 
that, you know, please, this is a dude ranch where people are, you know, in the summertime, people are going to be hanging around, hanging out around there, riding horses and stuff like that. So, um, and they have, you know, some animals over there. They don't want a lion, you know, take a prop, like a big giant lion taking things out over there. So we get on the tracks and here's where the fun really started. Uh, we get the dogs going and we go straight up this cl- I mean, it's straight up. Um, we go from, go all the way up to 11,000 feet vertical, um, from, from around 8,000. So 8,500 feet up to 11,000 back down the other side, way up a drainage, um, back up over and then back down to the road and then up the road. And then finally going up, we got to that was 9,600 feet. And by this time I was in a full body cramp. I mean, my hamstrings, yeah. my quads, because it's straight up and down two, three feet of snow murder, just crawling with my bow in hand. And then, you know, trying to keep up with the hounds, Yep. Uh, you know, you're just, you're just scrambling to try to keep up with them. Uh, because th- the thing is, is if they get that cat cornered, that he'll kill those dogs, you know, yeah, he will. like, you know, he'll kill them. Um, so finally I get to him and my, and my buddy, Alex, who was, uh, was, was there, his dogs, he was the one leading the hunt. And he was like, he kept calling me and I'm like, if you keep, he's like, where are you at? Why are you so far behind? And I said, dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm half dead out here. I was like, I trained for this kind of thing. I train hard. I work out hard every day training for this kind of thing, right? Uh, getting my heart rate as high as I possibly can doing high intensity workouts, taking shots with my bow with my heart rate like that. Right. So I trained for this. And at one point I look up, I'm laying right underneath the cat. Cause I'm crawling up this mountain. I'm just crawling. Cause like every time I stand up, my legs just go into Charlie horse, mm. <laughs> quads, hamstrings, everything, right. My forearms are cramping my, uh, my ribs and Sounds I'm like, sucking, I'm sucking wind. Sounds like Nugent on stage in 1998. <laughs> so, so I finally get up there. I finally get up there. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at this line and he's just staring at me. He's got no fear in his eyes. And I'm like, all right, it's time. I got to make this happen. Like, let's do it now. Cause the branch he's on just looks like he's going to break. And I'm like, all right, if he breaks, he's going to be down. He's going to get, who knows where he's going to go then. So I get up and I, I pull my bow back and I just like, like we said, it's that laser focus, man. Just like stay in the moment slow my heart rate down. And I take a good shot, nice, perfect frontal shot. And he was, he was dead before he hit the ground. Yeah. He hit the ground rolled about 10 yards down the hill. And there he was laying dead. Very Congrats. exciting. And, and yeah. lion is the hunt is one of the most challenging, exciting, thrilling hit. Listen to those dogs. Just it's absolutely spirit songs. And yep. then to kill that lion and know that you brought balance to that area and save some wildlife and save people and save pets and livestock. And a lot of people don't know. And it's fascinating. If you go to my Facebook and I'll show pictures of hogs and mountain lions and different animals, yeah. they go, well, do, do you eat squirrels? <laughs> do you eat mountain lions it's the other white meat mountain lion backstraps are some of the best food in the world and then you have the claws the teeth and the license fees and the and the food and the lodging and the fuel and the hounds and the dog food you're literally a walking exciting adventurous uh thrilling economy i mean people don't realize that a mountain lion can only be one of two things it's either an asset as valued or it's a liability when you call the fish and game to come and kill it and bury it in a hole in the ground. And instead of it generating revenues and generating excitement and generating an economy, when the, when the government like California and off all too often in most Western States, these animals are just, they're just desecrated. They kill them and then they bury them in a hole in the ground. They don't eat them. They don't use anything. They don't. So 
God's wasteful. That's great stuff. I've killed two mountain lions with my bow, one in Nevada and one in Utah. And it's some of the most exciting memories of my life. So is that your first lion, Derek? Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling you'll be doing more of those. So yeah, I'd like to, I'd definitely like to, it was fun. I had a lot of fun. It was so, I love a challenge, right? So it's anything that pushes me to my absolute limit. And I've introduced you to Scott Young. He's a USDA uh, hunter. Why there's a USDA hunter business, I have no idea. But there is. And Scott Young is one of the greatest that ever lived. He's a blood brother. And you guys are going to connect. But because I have two fake knees, I'm never going up and down. I'm not climbing up (laughs) mountains anymore. I'm just too feeble in my leg department to do that. But we're going to have to share a mountain lion hunt together sometime with Scott Young. And Keith, it's one of the most thrilling adventures you'll ever take part in, man. Yeah, you know, back when Stillman McMillan river adventures i you know i was fortunate enough to to kill three of them with my bow and it's uh, those are one they're very challenging hunts but they're very rewarding ted to close out this weekend edition with derek i would like you to convince derek why he needs to join you and i and be part of the hunter nation army well derek knows it perfectly well now because he knows that killing a mountain lion is perfect It's real conservation. It's keeping these precious, valuable mountain lions in the asset column instead of in the liability column like they are in California, where you're not allowed to hunt them. And the fact that there are such horrible, ignorant, nasty, hateful people out there that would attack Derek and The real bottom line is not just the dumbing down of America, not just the animal rights scam, not just the anti-hunters that have infested our game departments, but the real scourge against wildlife value is that so many hunters don't vote. So we created HunterNation.org, and Keith is the visionary that is putting this to work, and it's really made a difference. I would like you to communicate with us, Derek, both Keith and myself, and I'd like you to be the face and the voice and the spirit and the, and the, and the, the, the warrior for HunterNation.org, because if all the licensed hunters in this nation voted, from from the school board to the dog catcher to the, the mayor to the governor, the senator, the if we voted the true conservation conservative army of licensed hunters in this country, Joe Biden would be in jail right now. Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. would be in the cell next to him, hopefully in the same cell together. God knows what would happen there. Talking about cannibalism. Uh, the point is, is that we want you to get involved with HunterNation.org. We're big fans of SCI and Rocky Mountain Elk and the ducks and the pheasants and the turkeys and the whitetails unlimited and the quail forever and the pheasants forever. But unless the sporting families of this country vote their values, we're going to continue to have laws against mountain lion hunting, against elk hunting. There's legislation on the table in Oregon to ban all hunting. Yes, And you know the tragedy that that would create. So thank you for celebrating this in a public way. And you did a wonderful job. You're a perfect representative of the of the conservation families of this country. And we'd love you to operate with us under the banner of HunterNation.org. And I hope everybody watching right now, we say it all the time and I'm never going to stop saying it. Go to HunterNation.org. You know, one one more thing I wanted to say is that, you know, when you talk about all these different organizations, you know, SCI and, you know, uh, the National Wild Turkey Foundation and Whitetails Unlimited, like all these different things, right? If we don't come together as hunters, we're going to lose. Yep. We are going to lose. We have to stop infighting. I don't care. I don't care if you're a 
rifle hunter, a crossbow hunter, a traditional bow, a compound bow. We are all in it for the same thing. Yep. So if we don't fight together, we're going to lose, we're going to lose a part. Like that's just what's going to happen. These, these extremists have so much money back in them that, and they're so like delusional. They don't think rationally. They are thinking emotionally. So to combat that, we have to come together. And that's going to be, that's part of my goal is to, to bring people together, bring these organizations together for one cause, right? You can have your own little thing. Great. But let's come together for one cause. And that's voting. Because guess what? Guess who picks the commission that decides everything on hunting? The governor. Yeah. And guess you what? Know what? The governor in Colorado, his husband is an animal rights activist. <laughs> Do you think that they're going to put anybody on that commission that cares about hunters? No. There's one hunter on, of the 11 commissioners in Colorado. One. And he doesn't even come to the meetings because he's not a real hunter. Yep. Ditto, so ditto, ditto. So, amen, Ted, amen. What, what, Ted, when I'm looking at uh, Derek speaking here, it's like me looking in the mirror and seeing me as I want to see me. Instead of being this, I want to be the six foot nine, you know, a big bulky <laughs> tattooed badass football player. Because you know what, Derek? Hunter Nation is the united voice of the American hunter. And that's our goal is to bring all these groups together under one roof. And so what I, I would like to say is we're starting state chapters and we're going to do this in every state, but it's going to start in Louisiana, Kansas, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, Wisconsin, Texas, and Arizona. So if you're in one of those states, go to HunterNation.org right now and sign up, become a member of Hunter Nation, message us that you want to be on the front lines, you want to be one of the warriors that lead the charge in your state, HunterNation.org. If you're in any state, but it's particularly in those key states where we're going to start our state chapters right now, we need you, and we want you to be part of our brain trust. Derek, I look forward to you joining Ted and I and leading this charge for Hunter Nation at HunterNation.org. Ted, what an incredible week we've had. I mean, we've we've covered a lot of topics. I don't know that we've ever had a more pointed week than when we had, but I promise our listeners if they come back next week, we are going to do it again right here on the Nightly Nooch. You bet, Keith. God bless you. Thank you, Derek. 